welcome to the Wildlife Around You show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. How are things going? Great. How about you? Doing super great. So what have you seen lately? Chickadees and titmice in the backyard. They've been in and out with the feeders, so it's been fun watching them mornings and afternoons. They're stocking up as our weather keeps trying to figure out what it's going to do from hot to cold to cold to hot. True. How about you? Well, with the hot to cold and cold to hot, seeing a lot of squirrels seem like they've been extra active this week since it's been warmer. They've taken advantage of that and been scurrying around and gathering stuff, probably preparing for another cold snap. Yeah, I got a stockpile of the acorns. Yep. There are a lot out right now. So what are we going to learn about today? We're going to talk about lightning bugs. Yeah, so the big question is, do you know them as lightning bugs or fireflies? Turns out it's dependent on where you are geographically. Yeah, I grew up calling them fireflies, but... Yeah, in the south, they're primarily known as lightning bugs. Yep. And some species, the larvae and the flightless females, they're called glowworms. So if you've heard some of those names, they may all relate to something similar. Benefit of these lightning bugs are that they're hard to confuse with any other insects because... They light up. They've got a little part on their abdomen um, that lights up. The only other one is click beetles sometimes have a structure on their body that'll light up. But these look like little winged beetles. They're about a half inch to maybe three quarters of an inch long at most. And turns out there are over 136 species of lightning bugs, each with a distinctive rate of flashes per second. Which is amazing. I just want to know the scientists that sat there and, <laughs> and mapped the flashing patterns of 136 different species of, nope, nope, I recognize this one. We already have this one down. Give well, me a different lightning bug. Yeah, well, even just the difference in how their bodies look, the ones that we have here in Texas versus the ones that are in like the Delaware, Pennsylvania area, the bodies, the colors are different. Yeah, there's some of those are different, but I just, I just imagine him sitting there <laughs> or she just sitting there counting flashes. No way they'd have to have some kind of recording. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you find these lightning bugs? So they love warm, humid areas, which is why they're most active in the summer. They thrive in tropical regions as well as temperate zones during the summertime in these environments. And they are on all continents except Antarctica. And fireflies thrive in forests, fields, and marshes, near lakes, rivers, ponds, streams, and vernal pools. And they require a moist environment to be able to survive and thrive. So whenever we see them, it's usually when we've had a little bit of a wet season. Mm -hmm. It's wet spring. And then you start getting some dark shadows, some brush, and other stuff like that. And you'll start to see them pop off. Usually in the evenings. So most lightning bugs are nocturnal. Some are diurnal, but they're not the ones that are luminescent. And in general, I don't know if this is factual or not, but you first see them kind of low to the ground. And then as it gets darker and darker, they kind of get higher and higher and higher farther away from the ground. I think that's... Yeah, that's what we normally see. I think they stick closer so they can hide if they need to. And then as it gets darker, not as big a risk. Yeah, and I don't normally... Like we don't normally see them in an open area. It's usually above grasses or weeds or something underneath 
an overhang of a tree or tall bushes or brush. Like yeah. they, they seem to like. It's good reason not to cover. mow your yard. Yeah. They like the long grasses. So they have light organs that are located beneath their abdomens. And surprisingly, not all fireflies glow. Those that glow mix the oxygen with a pigment called luciferin to generate light with very little heat. So very economic that way. You won't burn yourself if you catch a firefly. And they're efficient. The light is extremely efficient. It's said to be the most efficient light in the world. Nearly 100% of the chemical reaction's energy becomes light instead of transforming to heat. The light that fireflies produce may be green, yellow, or orange, and it is called a cold light with no infrared or ultraviolet frequencies. So night vision goggles aren't going to help you a whole lot. Just take off and look with your normal eyes. They're worth it. So what else about their their lighting up and their behaviors? So the males are the ones that are typically flying while the females wait on the ground or in vegetation. Um, fireflies flash in patterns that are unique to each species, like we talked about before. And each blinking pattern is used to help them find potential mates. The males typically fly around through the air in search of a female by emitting a species-specific flashing pattern. That'd make dating so much easier. <laughs> just have your own Morse code. Your and own you just beacon. have to find the other one that's flashing the same code. Well, and wasn't it one of the Nat Geo episodes? There's a few of them where they will blink and In unison. Yeah. Which is fascinating. So some of the female fireflies in one group, they mimic the flash of females in another to attract the males, which they lure in to eat. So Sneaky devils. (laughs) Gotta be on your guard. So a few days after this whole ritual and they mate, uh, which is usually in late spring, the females will lay her fertilized eggs on or just below the surface of the ground. And then the eggs will hatch three to four weeks later. In midsummer, they'll hatch into larvae. They'll eat like crazy. Then they'll go in the ground and wait until the next year to emerge over winter in the ground. They could stay in the larvae stage up to two years. Then they pupate, which is also in the ground in early summer before emerging above ground a couple of weeks later. And then adults, they only live for the fun. (laughs) They come up, light, mate, and then they're kind of done. So usually their lifespan's only a couple of weeks. Which is pretty common in the insect world. Yeah, so what kind of predators do fireflies have? Well, in their blood, they contain a defensive steroid called lucibufagans. Or fagans that leaves a very unpleasant taste in their predator's mouth. So, glow stuff doesn't taste good. No. Um, so, because of the light pollution that us humans have brought, the development of fireflies' habitats and harvesting are all leading to a decrease in the number of fireflies, which is sad. So, when their habitat is overtaken, fireflies don't relocate. Instead, they just disappear. And yeah, we're so, only alive for a couple of weeks. You can't really move. No. And if you live in the ground, it's hard to burrow and travel easily. So pretty much we're the biggest factor. Interestingly, the larvae will actually eat snails, slugs, and other insects and earthworms. And they're actually very important in the control of snails and slugs. Who would have thought that would have been their their diet? 
Especially because they're not very big. They're a small insect. They go for the juicy ones. The adults may eat pollen, nectar, or nothing at all since they're only around for a little while. Fast and go for it. There are a couple of carnivorous species, which will feed on other flyerflies like we discussed that will draw them in other stuff. But in general, the adults tend to prefer pollen or nectar or just fast until your time's up. <laughs> so what are some of the fun facts? So the eggs, when they're secreted in the earth, may have a little bit of the luminescence, um, as well as when they're in the larvae stage. As we talked about before, some fireflies will synchronize their flashes. Here in the U.S., that happens in the Great Smoky Mountains in Tennessee and usually occurs during the first few weeks of June. They do not bite, which is one of the reasons, another reason why I love them. They don't have pincers and they don't, ca- they don't attack. They're not an aggressive um, insect. They don't carry disease. They're not poisonous and they don't even fly very quickly. Makes them a great insect to look at and yep. have kids chase and play with and catch and release and other stuff and observe. And they're so fun. And usually if you catch them, they don't seem to be as jumpy as some other insects. Like they'll just kind of wander around on your hand and fingers. And then when they're ready, they fly off. Super fun to catch them. They really great, are. Great late spring, early summer activity. Especially if you have kids around because they're, they're they, just fascinating. They really are. So um, lightning bugs or fireflies contain luciferin and luciferase, which are two rare chemicals used in research on cancer, multiple sclerosis, cystic fibrosis, and heart disease. I mean, we so, need to do something to keep these around. They're fun. Yeah. They're- they control pests and they're life-changing. Yeah. The bottom line is the moral of the story. Let's be friends with fireflies and keep them around. You can always follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. To make sure you don't miss a future episode, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. If you really liked it and are willing, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. You can find the show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. So until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily and see what is around you. Thanks. Bye.